Hello and welcome to episode 90 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always. With me, once again, once again, the co-host of the year, at least the front runner, Brandon Stevens. Brandon, say hello to the people. Jay, what is up? What's up, man? Uh, You know, everybody who's listening right now, if you could go rate, review, like, share this podcast, we would appreciate it. Uh, You can listen on... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Amazon, iHeartRadio, like we're we're everywhere. We're out here. We're you out can, here. You can uh, find us on social media, uh, Instagram and Facebook at Live to Walk Again, uh, Twitter uh, live at Live to Walk the number one, and you can email us anytime Live to Walk Again at gmail.com. How's it going, man? Oh, Jeremy, it couldn't be better. That's good to hear. It's a beautiful sunny day in Olympia, Washington. You yeah, know? we we uh, we just have to be blessed, man, to just be able to just be here one more day and try to help find this uh, cure for paralysis and just keep shedding light on this topic. So I'm just happy to be here with you, man. It, that's that's uh, it is a blessing, man. I'm I'm excited to be here as well. And we basically have been. Uh, been podcasting just without recording it since like 1994 so uh, <laughs> that's true you know we're out here yeah um i mean thank god man there wasn't podcast in 94 because um i don't know if that was the type of content we were here that's for that's probably true um <laughs> brandon i something blew my mind the other day did you know that the governor of texas greg abbott is i don't know if he has a spinal cord injury for sure, but he definitely has. He's in a wheelchair. What? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Look, look it up, man. He's um, like, he's like DJ Paul. He just always hides it. I guess. I yeah. I don't know. I think maybe he. Yeah, he must be able to stand. He got in it. I'm pretty sure I read that he got in a car accident, but didn't like say if yet, and suffered an injury, but they didn't specify. But he spends a lot of time in a wheelchair to get around. Yes. Crazy. Yes. But uh, yeah. So that's crazy i thought i mean because that dude is is on the far far right uh politically speaking for that that always blows my mind like like spinal cord research i mean i don't don't know about that i just know like they they don't they don't play in texas man well you know you fuck up you're going on in the electric chair (laughs) there's no part no pardons from greg abbott god and guns man yeah anyway uh, Shout out to Texas, man. Yeah, for real, man. There's Texas. so many dope people. I actually just interviewed my guy Heath Wynn from yeah. uh, Texas we got a, lot a couple of days ago. Corey and, Borner, uh, the people yeah. over at, what's the name of the foundation? Uh, Gridiron Heroes Foundation. Dude, come on, bro. Adam, Adam Lucio. Like, Texas, yeah, we got, man. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of uh, people. Texas is right up in it. Yeah, they're, they're doing well, it out there. I don't want to hear this whole we're seceding. Mess. They're not doing that, we're, man. We're That's, we're USA together. Yeah, all right. We're together. We need Texas. Yeah, we're together. Don't worry about that. Um, I did see a movie this well, week. Well, hey, oh, did you? Ahead. No, I was gonna say, man. I mean, did have you seen what their their Rona numbers look like since they took away the mask no. mandate? No. I don't think it's going much worse for them, man. That's I've heard that in a couple of days. So. Um, I, I just want yeah, let's just get things back to normal. Yeah, man. man. Let's go. I don't know 
Jeremy, just, you know. My bad, people. My bad. A little alarm got, going off. That hey, means time to do the podcast, man. It does. We're early. Yeah. Always. <laughs> um, always early. So always Brandon, on time. Uh, did you watch the movie I told you to watch on Netflix, Seven Yards? Well, no, let's didn't. see. I okay. forgot to do my homework. Yeah, we I were, actually well, don't yeah, even I know remember you didn't, this conversation. I know you didn't read of Mice and Men. Um, no. Anyway. Damn. I forgot uh, to bring the book report. Yeah, that was, we're we're still expecting that by episode one hundred. We're gonna need that. We're almost I, that. We're almost at episode one hundred. Is bro. it worth it's getting? Crazy. The book, or it's is it a, just because you just like had to read it when you were in high school? I mean, I feel like it's a American classic, an American novel, classic novel. But I don't know, man. I'm sure it probably right has up some, there with probably definitely has some uh, some questionable situations. Right up there with the client. <laughs> anyway, um, so this movie, Brandon, I told you to watch. It's called Seven Yards on Netflix. And it's about, uh, and he got injured playing football. And I don't know if they really, like, break down the timeline. I just don't remember the timeline of what year it was within, like, the last five, six years. And he got injured. And it's, I'm watching the movie, and he, like, get you know, his, his buddies from, he goes back to college um, his buddies helped Jay, take care of him. did you tell me to um, watch this movie on the podcast? No, I don't think so. Okay, because I'm, I'm drawing a blank on this conversation. Anyway, so this guy, I did tell you. But I Like, I text you and my texts go unanswered for days. So it's probably... Nah, bro. Anyway, I... You, so I watched this movie, on man. This right now. And so it's very cool documentary about this kid gets injured and then all of a sudden he's like oh i'm moving to michigan to go work out with these guys with this like state-of-the-art facility well it's barwis methods and our boy uh nick lucius is the i text nick i'm like bro you You didn't even tell me this i'm like you're in this movie man what's going on like this is awesome he's just like yeah man i worked with him so basically the kid uh you know ends up like they're working the seven yards is like how far he needs to walk to like walk his fiance down the aisle mm. after they get married. And, uh, he works with, uh, works with Nick and Mike Barwis. And, um, so I hit Nick up. I'm like, dude, can you connect me with this guy? Get him on the show. He's just like, yeah, no problem. Next day I got an email like, Hey man, let's, uh, when, when do you want to do the show? So we're getting him on Plugged. real soon. Plugged in. Yep. So that'll That's, be we got yeah, a, we get a lot of Netflix love on here, man. Seriously, man. I mean, uh, we got a lot of people that have been on Netflix up on this show, man. <laughs> telling you that. Oh man, a lot of uh, distinguished guests. It's true. Come on, the Live to Walk Again podcast. Very true. It's uh, only. I mean, everybody that we've had on is interesting. Is is. Oh, that's yeah, true. Amazing, man. We have amazing guests on this show every time. So, uh, Brandon, actually, man, this week's guest is a gentleman named Derek Amaral. I meant to ask him if he had any relation to uh, Mariner's great Rich Amaral, but I forgot. The, 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 <laughs> the Mariner's great, man. That guy was so terrible. Well, it's, 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 it's Major League Baseball. Anyway. That's true. So, uh, Derek, though. It's funny that we call, like, people that made it all the way, like, to the, to the pros, like, and they can – be like, oh yeah, this guy sucked. Like, eh. right, no. I mean, he was still like the best player yeah. in his state, probably in his high school and college. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, Rich Amaral was trash. 
Uh, well, anyway, Derek Amaral, who is has an amazing story. He's not trash. And is an amazing human being. Uh, we had him on the show. We, I, I did an interview with him last week. And he so he was uh, on a show, Lifetime show. Uh, he has a spinal cord injury, obviously. Like I, I guess that's not obvious, but he has a spinal cord injury. He talks about it in the interview. He was also on a Lifetime show called This Time Next Year, which was really cool setup. It's like you, they come out, the people come out, and his his goal for like the next year was I'm gonna walk again. And the next year he comes out with his parents, boom, walked out. It was emotional. Everybody in the audience is crying. It's uh, his mom's cry. Everybody, it, it was it was amazing, man. So. Um, you know, he's on the show today and he also started a, a Facebook group called spinal cord injury, rehabilitation and recovery. Join in that. I'm in that. Yeah. I've been in it for a while. So yeah. that's how we connected. Um, but he, if, also if you're listening, yeah, join up on there, that, get in there. It's uh, it's a lot of, uh, useful information, um, you know, tips and, and, uh, yeah, all kinds of uh, great information for anybody dealing with a spinal cord injury, or if your family's dealing with a spinal cord injury, whatever the case may be. So, uh, yeah, let's get to let's get to Derek real quick here, and then we will talk on the other side. This week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, we are very excited to visit with Derek Amaral, who is the founder of the Spinal Cord Injury Rehabilitation and Recovery Group on Facebook. Uh, he's been on the Lifetime show this time next year, and he is a spinal cord injury survivor. Derek, how are you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, first off, I just wanted to say uh, thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. I appreciate it. So it's great to be on here and, and talking to you and um, everyone else that will be listening to this uh, podcast. So Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it so much, man. It's great, great to uh, finally get to speak with you. So, you know, Derek, for anybody that doesn't know uh, your story, can you, you know, give us kind of a background on how, how you were injured and kind of the, what, what, what took place there? Sure, and I also want to say thank you for um, putting the word out there regarding spinal cord injuries because I have listened to some of your podcasts and you're pretty awesome. And I think um, spreading that awareness is very important in our community because sometimes these injuries get forgotten and what comes with these injuries. So it's very important that the word goes out and I really appreciate that awareness and also being a member of our group. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. But anyways, yeah, my um, injury happened. It's going to be eight years um, this year in October, Halloween uh, morning. I worked at the hospital. I was a nurse's aide, and um, I had stepped out on my break, and um, my life changed. I was I stopped at the lights, and someone driving, careless, careless, they say it's careless driving, um, hit me from behind, and my life was... Uh, I'm lucky to be alive, to be honest with you. I'm lucky to even be breathing here on my own because it was bad. Um, I went to a Celebrate Life event two years ago, and one of the paramedics that was first at the scene had told me this, which I never knew. It's kind of crazy um, that they had found me in the trunk of my car. They didn't even realize um, somebody was in the car until they found me in the trunk. So that's how bad it was, yeah. My and goodness. Um, 
Yeah. So they didn't even take me to my job, which I did work at the hospital. They took me to a place that and they must have known that something was really wrong. So they took me to the trauma unit and, um, and another hospital about 20 minutes away called Bennett Point here in uh, Hudson, Florida. But um, they brought me to the trauma unit and um, they did a bunch of MRIs, scans. Um, there was no blood on me. Um, not even a scratch on me, which is crazy. And it was all internal. And um, my parents got to the emergency room. And that's when the doctors had revealed the news to us that um, that it was a spinal cord injury. But I mean, I was not really, uh, I didn't really know what comes with it, to be honest with you. When to, you would think that working in the medical field, you, when you hear spinal cord injury, you'd probably freak out. But no, it just went one year and the other, and I'm like, okay, so what's next? And they said, okay, we're going to do a surgery, and we'll see what happens. Well, the surgery took about 12 hours, and that's when they, um, you know, the MRIs has shown that my C, um, C4, C5, C6, and C7 um, were multiple fractures, and they had to fuse it all together. So it was bad. Yeah. And... Um, that's where the journey started. Uh, wow, man, that's that's an that's a crazy story. Yeah. Um. So you you actually came to then when when you got to the hospital and 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 were able to like be cognizant enough to have a conversation with the doctor and your parents. Well, you know, I, they strapped me in you know the call thing when you have a car accident. Mm-hmm. I'm not anything of it. I mean, I was out of it um, for the car accident. I I lost conscience. And, um, and I, I woke up for a second. I don't know what the hell was going on. And I did, did um, actually start talking inside the ambulance and they were asking me for all kinds of information. And I actually was very confused. I was very disorientated. And I actually gave my godmother's phone number from up north in Massachusetts. And um, I was like, oh, the, I gave the wrong number. It was supposed to be my parents down here in Florida. So um, when I got to the hospital, I mean, I was talking, but I wasn't moving anything. And I didn't realize that I wasn't moving anything. I wasn't flinching a finger. I, I was speaking, but I just, that's that, that was about it, you know, and uh, I had the surgery. And of course, you know, it's a big surgery and they fused the, um, you know, the spine together because my neck was hanging by uh, a hair, to be honest with you. And um, that's when uh, the doctor said, this is really bad. And um, you're looking, this is, this is, we'll see what happens. And I woke up from the surgery. I couldn't talk. I couldn't move anything. And I didn't know. I'm like, oh my God, what the hell happened to me? You know, like this is crazy. Like your life just changed. I'm so used to taking care of people. And now, you know, the roles reversed in an instant which is the craziest thing that I've ever experienced. Wow. No kidding. No kidding. And I, I think I read or, or, uh, or saw an interview with you um, kind of getting ready for this interview that you had spent like six months in, I don't know if it said in, in intensive care or in, in the hospital or um, yeah. Talk about, yeah. How long were you, how long were you in the hospital for? And yeah, I was three months in the ICU and then after those three months, um, they transferred me um, to Jacksonville uh, Brooks Rehabilitation. 
And that's where I did um, some rehab, but I was so weak to do anything, to be honest with you. I, I was in bad shape. I was in the hospital altogether was six months before I came home. I mean, I had lost all my muscle. I, went, I dropped to 90 pounds. Um, I was very thin at the time too. So um, it didn't help either, but um, I did drop down to 90 pounds and uh, I had feed in tube. I had the trach. I had all that stuff going and I couldn't talk for a while. And, you know, I, I wasn't, I was in bad shape. Wow. That's uh, you know, and then I did, I, I believe I read that um, after you were home for a little while, you started getting some movement in your toes. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell us about that. Well, I got home and, you know, just, it was just a reality check for me is when you get home, you don't have any more doctors, you don't have more nurses, you don't have, you know, that craziness going around you. So it's like a mental blow when you're home and you're just laying and you're just saying, okay, I can't get out of bed anymore by myself. Like, how the hell did that, happen? you know? Like, why did that happen? And you ask these questions, then it's a mental game. It's not just, it's not just a physical thing. It's a mental um, issue. And sometimes I think it's more mental than physical, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, and then when the doctor had come to the room uh, and I was able to speak for the first time in the hospital, my first question was, will I ever walk again? I mean, that's, that's I think anybody would ask that. And um, they looked at me in front of my family and they're like, no, it's, it's never going to happen. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. So I got home and I just tried to move whatever I could, just lay in there. And all of a sudden my toes started flickering and I was like, oh my God, you know, this is great. And I woke up my parents and my parents came in my room. I'll never forget this. And my mom, my dad started freaking out. My mom gets on the phone. She calls my aunt and uh, my aunt, uncle and cousin come and they recorded the whole thing. They, it was like a family party at like at one o'clock in the morning because, yeah, that was the first time we actually saw any kind of movement because, you know, they say, oh, it takes a little while for anything to kind of come back. But they they didn't even assure me of any of that you know I mean I was rough shape wow that's uh you know so from that point like how long was it um you know but until you were able to you know I mean I'm, I'm sure that probably set off a, a huge you know continuing rehab just you know trying to work on that that toe movement and and then then further on up so yeah, to talk about kind of your journey to being able to, cause I mean, are, you're I, uh, on the, on the show, we'll get to in a little while on this time next year, you know, I saw you, you were taking steps with your, you know, while you walked out from the backstage with your parents, which was amazing. Um, so, you know, like what kind of time frame are we talking about from, I guess, when you first wiggled your toe until you were able to actually get up and then start taking some steps? Well, um, you know, it took, I was in the hospital for six months. I, I would say at least, I would say at least a good, uh, at least a good eight months into this from day one. I would say at least eight months where I, you know, just laying in bed and um, started flickering my toes and 
that that's when it started. But, you know, with this injury, um, that's when you start realizing, okay, this is what we're going to need to do. Um, going to physical therapy um, twice a week, you know, doing that. And I'm like, oh, boy, this, the, I mean, it's great that I was going twice a week or what, three times a week for an hour, but it wasn't enough. And I'm like, I need more. I want more. I need more. And I know I can do more. And that's one thing that's very um, important regarding spinal cord injuries or even brain, any, any kind of traumatic injury that needs some uh, rehab is that you really need to work. If you really want to gain anything back, I, I believe in hard work effort and I believe it pays off because, um, you know, I'm, I'm already, I'm going to be eight years into this journey and, um, I'm doing pretty remarkable. Of course, I always want more, but um, I'm grateful for where I am. I mean, I could even hold my head up, but you know, they say your head holds, um, your head is um, weighs uh, like a bowling ball. And it's true. That was like the heaviest thing in my body to hold up. And it was the hardest thing to do. And um, I mean, I my head was like down to my legs almost. That's how bad it was. And um, it took a lot of work and, a lot of family support, of course, a lot of friends and just, just, just did it every day. I mean, you have to do it every day. You can't give up. You got to keep fighting, keep pushing for more. And I'm like this hour therapy, playing with my legs, I'm playing with my arms for an hour, ain't going to cut it. You need intensive, aggressive therapy. And that's one thing that's missing in our community is that we don't have that, those resources. And if we do have those resources, it's very expensive. So for those that are fortunate to have that, anything is possible. But in, back in my mind, I'm always thinking about those that don't have those resources, don't have the family, don't have friends, because I've been to the uh, hospital and I've met so many people and some stories are just heartbreaking. Like I could never imagine doing this by myself. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's unfortunate that there's not more resources available to uh, people with serious injuries because the potential is there. Even though doctors say, you because, know, you know, we all heard this story. Oh, you'll never walk again. You'll never breathe again on your own. We've all heard these stories, every one of us. I mean, I, we have a group here with 10,000 people. And if you ask each one of them, I bet that they will tell you a doctor has told them that they will never walk again and that there is nothing more. That's the last thing anybody wants to hear because when you hear something like that, then you kind of give up. You know, some people will give up. And yeah. um, that our group is not about um, giving up. We're, we're, we're all in and we're all in this together. And when one person makes a success, we're all making a success. We're all family in that group. So that's why I started the group um, three years ago. And I'm like, I need, we need a positive group where people can just share their progress, share what they're doing, because the, this is not a magic pill. I mean, people are looking for a miracle cure. It's not going to happen. It takes a lot of hard work. I mean, it would be nice if we could just take a pill and wake up the next day and get out of bed. I mean, it would be great, but it, it's not like that. And we know that um, hard work pays off and any movement that you can make every day, just to get that blood flowing, just to get those muscles moving. I mean, it's very important. Exactly. Yeah, I, I can't agree more. Um, 
You know, Derek, I I know that I kind of have two questions that are kind of coincide with one another. One of them is how your faith, uh, you talk uh, in the interviews I've read and, and seen you interviewed in um, on like Inside Edition and stuff like that. You talk a lot about your faith. And then also the Derek Strong nickname, kind of, you know, how, how did those, I, I guess, how did those both affect your your rehabilitation and, you know, pushing you, you know, to keep going? Well, I think my childhood plays a part of it in my family. Um, we're very close. Um, and we've always believed in um, faith and hard work and I'm Portuguese. And I don't know if it's just a cultural thing, but faith is a big thing. And um, I just uh, thank God every day for what I have. I thank God for my family. I thank God for the community that I have because going back to the um, physical part of it, I reached out to every trainer, everybody in this community that I could, yoga, you name it, acupuncture. I called everybody and I'm like, who wants to be on my team? Listen, this is the challenge I got for you. Do you want to take it or not? And believe it or not, a lot of people responded and they did it out of their hearts for free. And they helped me. And that's something that I can never repay. But, you know, I just thank everybody for being behind me. But faith does play a big part into my journey. I mean, I've got to believe in something because if you don't believe in it, then it's kind of, you know, I mean, everyone is entitled to what they believe. But I believe that things happen for a reason. Uh, And unfortunately, I mean, I don't know. Some people say I, I should already know the reason, but um, to, it's to inspire the people. I don't look at it that way. I just, I guess I will find out that reason when my time is called to another place. But, um, um, and I'm just grateful to God every day and just pray hard, work hard and sacrifice what we can do. That's, I mean, Jesus did. So, yeah, that's part of life this is i mean everyone has a different journey different story but if you don't have faith i mean it's like an empty soul yeah yeah well that that's great man that was able to kind of help carry you through and and then um you know as far as the Derek strong nickname goes like where where who gave you that nickname where you know you, you mentioned it kind of started after after your injury like yeah, talk about that and, and how it... Well, I'm originally from Massachusetts, and at that time, that same year, um, the Boston Marathon uh, bombing uh, had happened. So I don't know if that had something to kind of, okay, everyone's doing this strong thing. Right. So it's just called Derek Strong. I mean, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But, um, you know, everyone just started calling me Derek Strong, my family from up north, everyone from down here in Florida. So I was like, okay, we're just going to go with it. And if you want to call me Derek Strong, we'll, we'll, we'll go with it. So that's where it's been and that's where it's gone. So that's um, cool. Derek Strong is a hard title to have. I mean, Derek Strong, I mean, how strong can a person be? I mean, we're all human. I mean, I'm not the strongest person in the world too, you know. I have my days. I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, you know. Uh, you know yeah i'm grateful but you know derek shock okay you know we're gonna do what we're gonna do got in the pool for two hours worked out did what i had to do 
um, caught my vitamin D. My spirits brightened up a little bit. And here I am talking to you. So, I mean, it's every day is, is takes somebody strong to live this journey. And you know that. So, um, yeah. takes somebody very strong to live this journey. Absolutely. No, I agree. Um, I, it, you know, it, uh, I think what you said there, you know, getting up like some, some mornings, it's just like, I don't want, you know, I don't want to have to deal with this today, but you, you still have to, you know, getting that positive mindset and doing the little things to, to kind of motivate, get, motivate getting, yourself to keep getting going. Butt, yeah. Getting your butt up in the morning sometimes is the hardest part of the day, but it's worth it. It really yeah. is because there's a lot of people that wish that they could and they can't. So we have to be grateful for what we have. And if we have that family support, use it and just be appreciative of it because we don't know the day of tomorrow. We don't know what can happen in a minute. So, yeah. um, you know, I love your mindset, man. I love it. It's uh, that's great. Yeah. And so. I also, have, oh, I, also have, I also have this big, big picture frame in my room. Um, with a Rocky Balboa quote, um, you know, to remind, not to remind me, but it's there just in case I need a refresher uh, once in a while. But, um, you know, it does say the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are. If you beat you to their knees and keep you there permanently, it will let you. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit. And keep moving forward. How much can you take and keep moving forward? That's how winning's done. And that's what we're doing here. I love it, man. I love it. That's great. That's a great quote to have have to look at every day for sure. Yep. Um, so yeah, you know, Derek, how did you get involved with, um, with Lifetime and the, the, this time next year show? Well, that's, that's the craziest story. So um, I was in Jacksonville, I'm um, doing my rehab and, um, I don't know, I didn't catch many channels in my room. So just, uh, I was watching uh, 90 day fiance, uh, TLC, and there was a couple there from my area um that were on the tv show i'm like oh my god it's so funny they live in my neighborhood and uh the girl that he was dating or seen at that time was portuguese and she was saying that how she didn't have any family or friends here in this area and i'm like okay well we're portuguese let me let me just reach out to this chick and say hi and these people and i did and i said hey you know i you know we live in spring hill Florida and there's plenty of Portuguese people here you know here I am if you ever want to meet us you know uh, we'll we're more than happy so um believe it or not a couple of weeks later they showed up at my door and we became really good friends and they always told me oh we're gonna forward your story to to lifetime and this and that I'm like nah I'm not into that I'm not looking for attention um you know I was focused on my journey but believe it or not one day I was eating dinner and um, I'm sitting and um, I get a phone call and it's somebody from California production team from Lifetime saying if I wanted to be on the show because somebody had forwarded my story. So I was like, 
is this a joke? You know, I was like, I didn't believe it. I thought it was a joke. And uh, I ended up being on a TV show, which was a cool experience. Wow, that that's amazing. And so, you know, the way that they filmed it, it's like you you know what you guys are telling your you you you're on the show with your parents and you're telling your story and then you kind of go through one door and you come out the other door walking which was amazing i mean it was amazing people in the audience were crying it was it was super emotional um yeah how so how was it filmed i mean did you film one part of it a year before and then the second part the year after yeah yeah you're right um one part was filmed the year before and then the second part of it was filmed a year after, so I had a I had a year to um, to show what I could do, and I and I pulled it off. That's so amazing, man! Um, you know, I were you worried at any point? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I struggled. You know, it wasn't the prettiest walk, but I walked. So. I got accomplished. It was amazing, man. It was it was incredibly inspiring for sure. Uh, were you worried at any point during the year that um, you know you weren't going to make it, or I, how much? I mean, that, that must have been uh, put some some pressure on you, huh? Yeah, I was a little bit of pressure, but I was like, you know what? We're going to do this. We have no choice. Not because oh, it's yeah. a TV cho- a TV show, but it was because I wanted to set the standard, okay, you know what, you put your heart into something, it can be done, a lot of hard work, a lot of, you're talking about hours of therapy, hours of the, you know, it's just nonstop life, you know, and um, I, I pulled it off, Thank, you know, I had all everybody behind me and conquered uh, it. Yeah, that, that was that was super inspiring for sure, man, and I suggest anybody go check that out because I think it was the first season first episode of the show right it was the first season first episode um unfortunately I don't think that the show um has given any more in here in the states but it is a big show and um uh United Kingdom um so uh, and Europe I believe so um yeah they only showed here um one time and um you can always go back on uh voodoo or these app, um, these um, sites, and look up um, this time next year, United States, and you'll find my story, um, then possible as possible, and people can go back and watch it if they want. Yeah, I'll put a, I'll definitely put a link uh, so people can go check that out um, on the on the podcast. So yeah, uh, the the other thing that I found very interesting in kind of getting ready for this interview was the the HAL, I guess, exoskeleton, um, you know, talk about getting to use this. I talk about what it is and kind of explain it to the people and um, yeah. talk about that a little bit. Well, um, after a couple of months after doing the TV show, um, I got a phone call also from Jacksonville. Um, it was the doctor that I had spoken to. Um, she kind of recommended um, me um, to use this machine that had just come from Japan and I was at the gym at the time when I got the phone call and I was, and she's like, do you want to come to Jacksonville for three months? We have this new piece of equipment that we want you to try. It looks like it's very promising. I was like, I never put an opportunity down. I'm going to go for it. You know what? Uh, Let's try it. Let's see if it helps. Anything you can do to make things better. Why not? So we packed our bags 
and we went to Jacksonville for three months. It was intense. Um, it was new technology from Japan called Cyberdyne Hal. It's like an exoskeleton um, technology, but it's very different. Actually, um, it's um, electrodes that are placed throughout your body, and it reads um, what you what your mind is telling it to actually do. So the machine goes with you. Now, a regular exoskeleton, the machine moves for you. So you got to act. It's actually a, a mental thing with a cyberdyne, and it was an awesome experience. I actually got to meet. Um, the inventor of it, and the whole team from Japan, and I was one of the first people in the United States to be able to use it. Um, I don't know what kind of um, results they have gotten uh, ever since, but my results were promising. Did I, did I want more? Of course I wanted more, but I was happy with what I got. It made me a little bit more stronger and um, helped my posture big time. So um, I was happy with that. Yeah. Um, so you got to use it. You just got to train with it for like three, three months then three months every day. That's amazing. Um, and did you get to use it again after, I mean, so it was just that three months and then. Yep. There was three months and then they sent you home and that's been about it. Um, I probably would try it again if I could, because now my journey is a little different. I actually had a big surge because um, I had um, a surgery um, in October of 2019, but back with pump because I'm not one to take um, uh, medication, but my spasticity and my stiffness was getting in the way. And I feel like I had plateaued. So I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. It's not like I'm running miles. I'm taking a few steps. It's not a big deal. I want to see what I can do. And, um, let's just try to put the back of him pump and let's see what's going to happen. Cause I was even on some oral medication, but it wasn't even touching me and I'm not one for meds, but, um, I, and that was a juggler of a surgery because I did not want to have any more surgeries. And it was a big decision because I was already having a lot of movement. I was doing good at the same time. I'm like, no, this is not good enough for me. I'm willing to go ahead and try again so it actually I had to kind of restart all over to be honest with you but I never expected that you know I never expected how effective that medicine would would be and uh, it has helped tremendous tremendously uh, with my spasticity and my tone which was like fighting bricks every morning every day waking up I'm not one to complain about pain and stuff you just get used to it. And I wasn't to take pills and the, the pills that they gave me never helped. So I, I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. So I'm going to go with this surgery and I ended up doing it. But, um, you know, I, I would now like to see how I would do with um, the Cyberdyne Hal and um, the backlift and pump because I think it would be very interesting. But at the same time right now, I'm actually really busy. So um, I'm right now at the Stay and Step Center in Tampa. It's a neuro um, uh, physical therapy center, and they're awesome there. We're doing some locomotor um, training on the treadmill. So um, I'm seeing really good stuff happening, and I'm really happy, and I'm really excited because I'm seeing a big difference, big, big difference. 
That's amazing, man. Yeah, I see your your posts on Facebook and and stuff, and and it's always you know you're you're definitely inspiring all your workout videos and stuff like that. So I'm I'm glad to see see you uh, working so hard. Uh, I was gonna ask, have you tried any other exoskeletons prior to using the the how? Well, um, while I was in Jacksonville, I you know they were they had the exoskeleton the regular exoskeleton just there and I'm like uh can I try that just to see the the difference of you know um what how would it feel and they're actually they're like you know that is a good idea because nobody has compared um uh, both of them so you're one of the first people that could and um my body just hated that machine because it was fighting against it what I wanted to do I mean I had a lot of tone and specificity as with the Cyberdyne Hal, I was responding very well to it because I was telling what to do to with the machine. You know, with the exoskeleton, the machine is actually pushing your body to do more. You know, it's actually saying it's it's, it's actually moving your legs for you. That's what it's doing. Right, and and um, how long ago was the was your trial during you know the three month? trial that you were using the cyberdyne how this this is gonna be three years that, I, that i've used it. Okay. three about three years so um yeah i know that they're still using that technology i know that i don't know what what has developed ever since that uh, i have kind of lost track but um I, you know any technology that can help us and improve things is better than nothing you know yeah, no doubt. I'm I'm anxious to see what uh, Elon Musk is able to do with the uh, with the Neuralink. That seems kind of what whatever he can do, I'm all game for it. Me too. Me too. We're we're all looking for an answer, and that's the thing with our group of ten thousand people. We're we're gonna reach that milestone real soon, and I'm excited to say that. So we're like a hundred people away from the ten k, but um. Awesome. Yeah, and the group has grown so fast in such a small time frame, but it's because of the positivity that we have and everyone just sharing their ideas. All these centers, you know, all these therapists, everyone wants to learn from each other. And we as individuals want to learn from each other to know what works, what not. I mean, it's not just about physical stuff. It's about nutrition. It's about Every, everything, everything that you can imagine, imagine about it, it's from A to Z with this injury, it's A to Z. And it, if you can do anything, try anything and think out of the box and you never know, you just never know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, last couple of questions here, Derek, I wanted to know, you know, how COVID has affected you over the last you know, year and few months either personally or be, you know, just being able to work out and things like that. Um, you know, you. Yeah. Well, um, you know, when the whole COVID-19 thing started, I went to the, and I was working out at that time. I was going to the gym. My family was coming with me and I went to a physical at my doctor's and she goes, don't, you need to stop. You need to just stop everything that you do. And, um, you need to be at home and, you need to do whatever you can at home. 
And that was a, a hard pill to swallow because I'm not a person that likes to stop. I don't believe in stopping. But at the same time, here we are dealing with a pandemic, a serious one. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to listen to my doctor. And I did stop for three months at the gym. I did not stop at home. And I didn't post any videos from home, but I was working every day from home. I found different methods of doing different things here at home. And I just um, pulled through during those three months. And then um, after those three months, um, we actually had um, booked um, some uh, travel. We were supposed to go to Portugal that year. And um, because of the whole COVID-19, they're like, no, no, no traveling, no nothing, no this, no that. And um, then the regulations started loosening a little bit. And uh, we actually took off to an island in Portugal, which was really nice. And um, they had no cases of COVID-19 there at that time. So we were very fortunate and we took a chance. But you know what? Sometimes in life, you have to just live your life because life is not, I mean, COVID-19, I know it's, it's, I'm not debating its seriousness. But I mean, we cannot live in fear. I've, I've, I've been through it. I've, I've been through fear. I've been through, uh, I know how life is. I know how precious life is. And I know how fragile life is. But I'm not going to let anything hold me back. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. And I'm not going to live in fear. But anyways, I've got, gone back uh, to training, back to doing what I got to do here. And um just uh, hoping that everyone stays safe from this COVID-19 uh, craziness. But um, I did get vaccinated, so uh, got that done. And it's yeah. more reassuring and that there will be no issues. So yeah. feel more confident and more comfortable actually being at these places, working out and, you know, just being safe. I bet. Yeah, that's that's got to make you feel a little bit better. Uh, I was wondering how as you mentioned you traveled to Portugal. How many times uh, did you go there quite a bit prior to your um, your injury or um, have you been like how many times have you been able to go go back since your injury? Um, I've been able to go back since my injury, I think three or four times already. Nice. Yeah, we have family, my family. I have family there. So um, it's always a great place to go to and escape to from here, from the craziness here. Yeah, I bet. I bet. That's a, yeah, a nice <laughs> island in Portugal sounds amazing right about now. But even with this whole um, COVID-19, I mean, a lot of people were freaking out about being isolated. And I thought to myself, this is, this is easy peasy for people like, like me and you, buddy, you know, it's, yeah. uh, we've dealt with this isolation stuff. When you go through a traumatic injury, you face isolation. So I said, this, this is going to be easy breezy for me, you know, because I've been through it. I mean, I'm lucky to have my family and friends around, but I'm saying, you know, you do face certain aspects of this injury with some kind of isolation. I mean, people come and go. And um, so I thought that part of it was easy, although everyone was freaking out about being at home. Right, right. No, it's exactly what I, I interviewed um, an actress named Eileen Gruba, who 
Um, it's basically has a walking spinal cord injury as well. Um, and she was saying the exact, she said she made the exact same point that you know, now kind of other like walking folks know how we, how we feel a little bit more than, than normal right now. So exactly. Uh, yeah. And yeah. And so Derek, final question I have for you is, you know, in your, I know you're eight years in now to your injury. Uh, is there any health tips that you have found that work really well for you that are maybe a little outside the box that um, you know, other people could look at and try? Well, like I said, I've tried everything. I've, uh, I've gone through everything. I've tried, I think every, almost everything. If I haven't tried something, somebody needs to tell me because I think I have. But um, what what I can say about this injury and what I can see are a few things that I see from my group too that people see more progress with. Um, first of all, I got more movement thanks to swimming in the pool. Pool therapy. I believe in water therapy. I think that's huge. I mean, I was in the water today by myself for two hours and I was moving in there when I couldn't do that before. Nice. I had, you know, I couldn't have, I couldn't be in a pool by myself. I would, I would drown, <laughs> but now I can be in there by myself and I'm doing everything in there. I don't need anyone working with me. I, I'm, I'm capable of doing everything in the pool, which is amazing. But I really believe in pool therapy. Now, the second thing, I would say would be electric stimulation. Okay. okay. And also the third thing would also be um, locomotor training, um, treadmill training or anything to do with like Cyberdyne, the HAL, whatever, anything like that. So just to get your muscles moving, your legs moving, standing, people, you know, standing is a big thing just to get that muscle blood flowing you know those are important things and also um nutrition i think staying to a low calorie um diet is important especially when an injury with ours uh, because we've become very stagnant and it's important to you know keep moving things and uh, can't be eating uh, a bag of chips uh, as, as as good as it sounds and trying to avoid like sugars like soda Right. And just be a little bit more healthier regarding nutrition. So those are the few things. I'm I'm a firm believer in acupuncture. Um, I also think uh, yoga is a big deal um, because you stretch your muscles. So I really feel like yoga is good, and you can have mod- modified yoga. I mean, I think I think you really have to try everything to be honest with you to get to a good point. Yeah, I, you know, you mentioned acupuncture earlier as well, uh, and I was going to ask you about like what what kind of benefits have you gotten from that? Like, how how do you feel after doing an acupuncture? Uh, um, you know, it has a lot of benefits to it. I'm I'm not saying it's the key to to recovery, but it's part of that key to the puzzle. So I feel it's like it's a puzzle, and everything together um, helps. So. I can't really tell you what worked more or what not because I've tried everything around the same time, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but I can swear by the few things that I just said from the beginning, you know, the pool is what I really started noticing. Um, a lot of movements was because of pool therapy. I'd be in there for three, four hours every day. 
you know, I was in that water every day. And I still am because I feel so much. I'm a different person in the water. If you see me in the water, you would never know um, anything's wrong with me, which is the craziest, craziest thing. Right. That that's that sounds uh, very very cool, man. I, I'm gonna have to look into getting into the, the pool a little more often myself. So, where, uh, where are you located? I'm I'm in Olympia, Washington. Oh, so it's a little cold. Yeah, yeah, we gotta. Yeah, we are. It's it's indoor pool season here, like yeah. nine months out of the year. So, <laughs> you know, um, I started going in the because you know uh, I live in Florida. And I started going in the water in March, and it's 86 degrees right now. Oh man, oh, that's that that's fantastic, man! It sounds amazing. <laughs> but yeah. really, the benefits of the water is huge, to be honest with you. And you know, I believe in locomotive training, electric stimulation, yoga, acupuncture. I also believe in hyperbaric oxygen, just to get oxygen into that blood, those muscles, just to get everything flowing. Anything that you can do helps. I, I agree, man. I, I can't think of a better way to end the end the show, Derek. Thank you so much, my friend, for coming on and, and getting this scheduled with me, and uh, really appreciate it. Thank you for everything you're doing with the with the spinal cord injury rehabilitation and recovery group on, on Facebook. I'll definitely put a link to that in the podcast as well. And yeah, just thank you, man. Uh, well, I thank you. And also to everyone that's listening in, and um, I think you had said they're going to be putting this on YouTube eventually. You can check my website out at www.derrickstrong.com, and that's spelled D-E-R-R-I-K strong.com. And um, yeah, you can also uh, follow me on Instagram at Derek Strong. And uh, of course, if anyone that is listening or watching this, um, please um, feel free to join in our community, if you can help our community in any way, or if you are a spinal cord injury survivor and you're looking for some tips or advice or have some tips or advice for us, um, we're welcome anyone to our community and um, we embrace anybody that's willing to help and be a positive um, person and uh, we appreciate. So I just wanna say thank you again for inviting me and uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon all right derek yeah i appreciate it man we'll definitely do this again soon my friend yeah thank you we'll talk soon all right bye take care all right i just want to thank derek amaral again for taking some time out of his day to join me on the podcast um just inspirational guy man for real like you know his family's portuguese they 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 go back to he was telling me they went back to a, an island uh, off the coast of Portugal like during COVID and were able to get in and out. Like there's no cases on the whole day on the whole island. So he said they were able to have a great they time. Let, they were allowing people to go over yeah, there. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. They're still allowing people in. That's cool though, man. And he's just, yeah, I mean, he's just out here. Like his whole mission is just to help other people and dealing That's with what spinal it's all cord about, injuries. Man. And that- he also, that the other thing he talks about in the interview, Brandon, is this, exoskeleton that's not like like normal exoskeletons kind of move uh what they what your body you know what they think your body should do next like step by step or whatever this one that he tried out was like a japanese company and i'm blanking on the name but you just heard it in the interview uh 
where it actually like reads your your the signals coming from your brain and knows what the next move you know like so it, it it's listening to your body more than just trying to move your body which is an amazing thing yeah i mean we we know the exoskeleton's a very cool invention that that they're working on i mean i think some i think some movement assistance to your body and like mobility is great man don't get me wrong um i know that if if i were in your shoes man i think i'd want the whole oh i want i would want to go all the way yeah do you know what i'm saying i want to i want to cure i want to walk myself i want to feel right um and that's cool man that they're that they're able to you know in the meantime work on technologies you know increasing rapidly so they're able to do that type of stuff mm-hmm. um but you know let's talk about a little bit more about you know just giving you know what i mean and that's you know as i get older it seems to be i don't know man this is a crazy world we live in jay you know it's like true, it man. feels like it's always chaotic out here in this life and you just never know you know one day you're here one day you're in a wheelchair one day you're here one day you're dead do you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, I, you know, I was thinking about, so Derek got in a car accident. I was, I was just editing the podcast, the interview before we started recording here. And he made a point that he basically the paramedics that found him after he got rear ended or got hit. I don't know if he got rear ended, got hit uh, by a car, um, a car ran into his car. And I think at a stoplight or something. And he, they said he was in the, trunk of the car that's how far yeah, back got he got pushed. thrown so i mean and he's just like you know or how bad the car got crunched right and he's like i mean i almost, you know almost died like i'm lucky to be alive and i mean i feel like that's pretty true with any spinal cord injury yeah i mean you like, you were literally centimeters from dying right i mean that's as, yeah at the that, least yeah every every single person that suffers a spinal cord you're you're that's about as close yeah. to death as you can get without dying i would think facts so, I mean, yeah, just shout out to all the people that are man. survivors and, and just keep keep grinding, man, because it's sure. not easy all the time. But Hell no, dude. I can only imagine uh, it. Jay, it ain't easy for for capable walking people, man. Right. Like, you know, and shout out to those people, man, that are working through it too. But, you know, like everybody else, man, who's, who's going through it in your shoes, yeah. man, or – you know, in all our guest shoes and just still like putting on that, that, that grind every day yeah. to just, you know, be trying to make the world a better place and making, uh, having, being inspirational for yeah. us, before us. And that it goes beyond just the people that are, um, dealing with spinal cord injuries. I just want you to know that. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a beautiful like I just love getting to interview people, talk to people like Derek and you know Heath that I interviewed earlier this week or Chelsea from last week or whoever you know Eileen from a couple weeks ago. Like, it's just all these people are amazing. Jay, we don't we're have, not we're not yeah. here for money, bro. No, we're off doing... of this podcast, we I mean we're here because we want to um, find a cure for paralysis. Now listen. If Jay, if you could make some money from this in the in return, finding a cure for paralysis, if you're working and doing something you'll love you love, they say, 
you'll never work a day in your life. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Then that's fine. But just don't forget, like, where you started. Right. Do you know what I mean? Or where you come from. Because that's the, we're not, we're not here for that. No, well, yeah, no, we're, you know, we joke and we talk shit. But, yeah, we talk shit, man. But, you know, we're here. Yeah, it's all about, it's all for the for the greater good of the community in my in my eyes. So, you know, I've, everybody out there that's going through it right now, I don't, yeah, I don't care if you're walking or, or, or in yeah. a wheelchair. Like, you know, we're uh, we're just trying to put trying a smile on your face. Trying put, to support yeah, you too. Have, have a good day, you know, all that. We're trying to, yes, make, make people's days better. And we appreciate you all listening. And yeah, Brandon, I think that's it. Have a good week, everybody. Talk to you next time.